So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Welcome to October. Welcome to our podcast where we go back and we review and give you a few minutes of each of the podcast interviews we did during the month of September. During the month of September, we had a lot of great people on the show. We had a lot of people reach out afterward saying they were some of their favorite podcast interviews we've ever done. I like being able to go through and give you these in a quick 30, 40 minutes. You're going to be able to hear a lot of great real estate topics, and you're also going to figure out if there was a podcast that you want to go back and either listen to again or listen if you missed it the first time. Now we've only got three months left in the month, in the year of 2021. And man, I cannot wait till another year is over. Can you believe though that we are, I don't know how many days till Christmas, but it is not very many days until Christmas now as we're hitting. And that's how uh, everybody measures it in my family. So here's a few minutes of the first podcast that we did in the month of September. This was State of the Market 81 with my friend Elliot Smith. And this was him and I were talking on the phone and I said, hey, let's just get on Zoom right now and record this conversation. And that is the conversation we gave you for State of the Market 81. And our biggest question was, is the residential real estate market about to crash? Here it goes. There's gonna be an opportunity in the foreclosure space, but I think they just lifted the eviction moratorium and the, and the Supreme Court just struck that down. The Congress tried to kick the can. The Supreme Court said, hey, you need to make a decision. We'll let it go this time or whatever for CDC, but you guys need to pass a law through Congress. So the Biden administration didn't do anything. They threw out a last minute ditch effort with the CDC, hoping they would buy two months. But the Supreme Court ruled earlier, said, no, you guys were supposed to do something, went away. There's going to be a lot more frustrated landlords that have not been getting paid rent. There was $45 billion allocated to have rental assistance. Less than 10% of that money has gone out. And so the states are screwing this up royally and landlords are tired of not having gotten their rent for the last 12, 18 months. So I think there is going to be a lot of frustration in those situations. And so I think what this really says is the opportunity in the next 12 to 24 months is how can you be a, a servant to people that have had some bad things happen? How do you go with a servant heart? How do I serve a landlord that had somebody not pay their, their rent? How do I help that person? How do I help the tenant find something else? How do I help somebody that's got behind on their mortgage on a delinquencies? This is a time where you can really make hay by actually serving people that have been in a bad situation. Yeah, I think that's totally true. There's a lot of people to be able to serve through this. On average, anybody that renewed their lease in July was 17% more. So agents, as you're talking to your investors out there and you're looking at, are they going to buy a, are they going to buy an investment right now based on today's rent? That's like, Hey, this house has a renter in it for 1200 bucks and you can buy the house for 100, 140. Maybe it's not worth it this month, but if in two months rent's changing, uh, most residents right now are underpaying by a long shot. What have you seen with rent prices? Oh, hundred percent. I've seen the exact same thing. So I was actually just pulling up a spreadsheet of this uh, multifamily property that we're underwriting. And it it's amazing because the rent is so off that like it might've been really good rent six months ago, 
but now it's so off in so many different ways. I think I just saw an article that rent has been uh, has gone up this year alone, 9.2% nationwide. Okay. There's going to be a lot goes back to, there's also mark, markets that are migration. There's a migration pattern happening a lot out of with the work to home, work from home revolution. So people are moving to other markets. Yep. I saw that Boise's uh, like 35 or 40% rent increase, you know, Spokane areas, 25%. We're in the twenties in our market. So we are looking at a rental that a year ago probably wouldn't have been considered under market rent, but we are underwriting this to rents currently on average are for the 32 units is 26,695. So 834 average. We're underwriting this on a conservative basis to raise those rents to 1,048 as soon as we buy it because they're all month to month. So right there alone, that gives us an extra $6,000 a month, pure net operating income, which net operating income is basically the money you make at the end of the day on a building, how you value these. So another good opportunity for you to serve like your investor clients is looking at properties and understanding like if, especially in the commercial side, if properties are trading off cap rates and net operating income, understanding the rental market really, really well. So you can say, okay, the NOI is 26,000, let's say a month, but I know those rents are 20% below market value. I can see an immediate, who cares if I pay a four cap on this building right now, because I can immediately change that to a six cap as soon as we raise rents in 12 months. All right. If you like that one, go back and listen to State of the Market 81 again with Elliot Smith. Next up, episode 988 with Shayla Twitt. Shayla had reached out to me. She's been listening to the podcast for a long time. She does luxury real estate out in Florida. And man, we had a fun conversation. So here's a few minutes of episode 988, The Steps to Selling Luxury Real Estate with Shayla Twitt. You love being in luxury, right? Like it's a good, it's a good market, but you obviously had to work your way to get there. What advice would you give somebody on how they can work their way into a luxury market? Because hardly anybody starts at that level. I, I've interviewed a few people lately that they'll they'll tell you that they've they had a pretty lucky time. They started in luxury and it worked out pretty well for them. But how how did you work your way into that? If somebody says, "Hey, I'm doing two hundred fifty thousand dollars houses right now, but I really want to be doing one million dollars houses," how can I get there? I remember because I don't know if you've been to Sarasota, but there's a bridge. It's called the Ringling Bridge that goes over the Sarasota Bay. And I remember so vividly, I was in the car with a friend and I said, you know, I'm going to shift gears because I really want to work the Longboat Key market. So that's, a, it still is, a, you know, at the time and it still is, you know, more of the luxury market as is Siesta Key in the Barrier Islands. And I remember just driving over the bridge and saying like, this is where, this is where I love this is where I enjoy, this is where I really know that I will excel in this market. And I'm going to make a point of just refocusing my efforts, refocusing my marketing. And, you know, I ended up doing some transactions out there and I sort of got noticed by the Longboat Key office, um, which has the biggest market share out there. And I, she actually ended up several years after trying to recruit me and I was turning her down just because I wasn't ready for the move and I was going through some things in my personal life. But after a couple of meetings and after the push of the number one agent in this local market, that was the that was the push that I needed to move over to Coal Banker. And so being at that office, the top market share office, like I was able to like, you know, garner that attention that I needed from the luxury market. But you changed your focus. You specifically said, I'm gonna start targeting this area instead. I'm gonna start targeting this price point instead. And I and I love what you said too about now you know, 
finding the right time to invest. You know, one of the, one of my recent interviews with Sean O'Toole, we talked about even though the market is on fire right now and prices have gone up so much, it's still a great time to invest. It's not a great time to speculate, and there is a big difference with that, right? But mm-hmm. the but I think all of our all of our agents and all of our listeners out there should be practicing practicing what they preach, right? Like and and buy houses and own houses, it's especially right now. Tons of commissions coming in for people. Some people are having the best years of their lives. It's so easy to think this is going to stay for a while, but doing some investing now for when it slows back down, I think it's so important. Yeah. I would say one of my biggest goals, like over the last couple of years has been to really solidify my retirement. I don't know how many, so many agents don't even have retirement and that's just so scary. And for me, I, now I have like a really well-rounded retirement. I live really pretty frugally. Like I like nice things, you know, and I'll go and buy nice things here and there. But I mean, like, I don't, I really don't have any debt. And I mean, I own my house outright. And I really, um, I've taken great lengths and great pride in making sure that my retirement is fully funded, and ongoing and ever changing to, you know, get to the goals that I want to eventually retire. I mean, yeah, I'd like to, st- I mean, maybe I'll still sell in retirement, I would love to be able to do that. And, you know, as I have time, but I don't, I want the option to retire if that's what, you know, who knows if your health declines, God forbid, or whatever, you just want to have that option. Um, And so that's, I think that's really important because you get these big checks, like you said, and it's like, it's so easy to just like spend it on whatever, whether it's household or business or whatever. And then I really think people need to pay themselves first, pay yourself first, whether it's savings or retirement or something Um, I think that's really also lacking in uh, this profession. All right, everybody. And remember, if you liked that one, that was episode 988 with Shayla Twitt. Next up, episode 989, another Florida agent. This was with Alicia Lopez. Our focus was if you're a new agent, here's what you need to know. Here's a few minutes of that one. One of the items that you sent in for our toolbox, it's a nine insider tips to increase your buyer conversions. Tell me just the first couple of those and, and, and what they're going to get if they find it. My absolute favorite of all of them, and this is just so true, whether you're even on the listing side, so it really doesn't matter what side of the deal you're on, is don't have commission breath. And you're like, what? Commission breath? Well, it's that same old story about the nobody likes the car salesman nobody wants to be sold um and it's it's really true because most consumers they say 75 percent, but i mean in our world in my world i think it's more like 95 96 percent of the consumer they want to feel good about the decision that they're making so if they feel your desperation for commission whether it's just because you love money or you have to pay your rent or your mortgage or your light bill put food on the table like whatever it is and they feel that they're not going to care that oh well susie's gotta pay her mortgage so let her just worry about her commission and not my feelings um so that's huge is you can't let that come across and you cannot be in this business if it's just because you want to make money because it's super lucrative industry but it's a people business and people are people and when they feel that that's all you care about is money and i don't care how you try to cover it up you know your character is your character and some people it just like reeks right through and that's why i say commission breath so you gotta be so careful 
I like that as a first tip. So you guys can get the rest of those tips if you go and check out the toolbox. You talked about you know studying the market. You talked about making sure people are actually scrolling through the MLS, you know, two to three hours a day to see what's happening, what are the price points in different areas, learning about specific neighborhoods they want to they want to get you know niche in. Um, you talked about real estate being a moving target. And then being ready to advise people on, you know, buyer and seller decisions and things like that as part of that study. Talk about that a little bit. So just like anything, I mean, if you're going to sell, like if you're selling a cup, you know, that's your job is to just sell the cup, right? And you know nothing about the cup. Who's going to believe you? Like, okay, so you're selling me a cup, but you don't know any of the features. You know nothing about the cup. Well, all you're doing is making yourself look good fool. And that's the name that you're building in the industry. Uh, so even though real estate seems to be easy, like we said, you really need to know your numbers. Like you need to know if somebody comes to you and says, well, I'm looking for a starter home for 250. Okay, well, where are you going to put that? Like you need to know right away, like this neighborhood, that neighborhood, that neighborhood, not, okay, well, let me go look that up and I'll get back to you. You just have to be able to talk on the fly. Or if uh, you're talking, let's say, in line at the grocery store and somebody wants to sell, you find out where they live and, you know, like just an average of what they can sell their home for. But like, oh, well, you know, I'd have to check. Nobody wants to hear I have to check all the time. Like you said, well, my team and I, and I'll find that out for you. But, you know, that answer after a while gets old. You just really need to know what neighborhood is what price point, how fast homes are um, staying on the market, are there any fixer-uppers out there even, you know, what's new construction going for, what neighborhoods to take a buyer for new construction, like you need to be the source of the information, because everybody can Google at this point, but if you can't answer the question, they don't want to work with you. And if you want to go back and listen to more of that one, that was episode 989. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Next up, episode 990. Man, can you believe we're almost at episode 1000? As I say that out loud, episode 
990. How investor turned agent Sean McDonald closed 24 deals his first year. This is a fun conversation with Sean. Another guy has been a podcast listener for a long time, and it was fun just to get to hear his story. Here's a few minutes of that one. A broad question that we I did not prep you with ahead of time. As you run your team, are you running it like a business? Do you think about outbound marketing as an expensive gross? Like how do you how do you structure how that all that works? My team is a in the business structure side is an LLC that's files as an S corp. So we have a, I quickly realized like I'm not smart enough to do these taxes when it comes to even just like our rental properties. So we partnered with a, a solid CPA and really, you know, that's what I would recommend to agents find a good CPA who understands, you know, what, how to structure real estate agent income and businesses. Uh, but we file as an S corp. And so all the commissions funnel through that, that organization. And then I pay myself out of there on the expenses side. It's just much more tax advantageous to do this than having like the commissions go straight into like your personal bank account that you use every day on the um, expenses side. I mean, I would really recommend to any new agent, even if you're not planning on being on a team, write out a business plan early and hold yourself to it and read it every week, if not every day. But it's so important to have your business plan and think through some of this stuff about how much, you know, how much expenses you want to have or what you want to keep it to, because it's a slippery slope where you know there's lots of shiny objects i suffer from the shiny object syndrome all the time where it's like oh there's this new program or this new system like uh, we'll just you know it's a write-off so let's just add it and see what it does but trying to limit your expenses while still you know investing in the good systems is, is i'd say important that was an awesome answer <laughs> that is so helpful i know that, she, that when she hears this tomorrow she's going to be like yes that is going to help me uh, as I grow my business. The final final question before we cut out, I saw this from the, the notes and I forgot to ask you about it. I don't want to, one of the tips you heard from the podcast, so it, it said it's okay to be assertive as a real estate agent, figure out when the time is and jump in and, and, and jump on it. The, I just want you to re, like restate that, resummarize it. What was the tip and how does it apply? Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's, it's a significant purchase, like you were talking about, Aaron, probably the biggest most people will ever make. And so there's a hesitancy sometimes to being assertive and being a little bit more aggressive with your recommendations. But, and this obviously is case by case dependent, but sometimes you may know what your client wants before they do. And this is for people who you really build a solid relationship with, who you're working with, who where you can get to know very well so that you almost like, you're not just the agent anymore. Like you're their coach, potentially like their advisor. So you have to sometimes be willing to have a harder conversation and be like, look, this this property like meets all your criteria. Like what is holding you up? Is there something else that's preventing you from taking action? Um, and I've found that those conversations, while you might not necessarily look forward to them it, beforehand, you'll probably be grateful that you had them afterwards because um, it just will help encourage them to take action for their benefit. Of course, not just because you're trying to chase like commissions or chase closings, but it's got to be 
in the service of of the client but um don't be afraid to you know have those hard conversations and be a little more assertive when you need to all right if you like that one remember to go back and listen to the rest of episode 990 how investor turned agent sean mcdonald closed 24 deals his first year next one episode 991 stay on top of mind at the top of your market erica wolf I had, uh, I had two people message me last week and say, hey, I'm a young agent. Do you have any good podcasts out there that can give me advice on how to succeed at 21? And I've had a couple agents come on and have talked about the challenges and how they got through that. Did you see that as a challenge? Did people look at you and say, "How you're 21 years old. How am I going to trust you? Uh, uh, you yes. Know, process. And how would you find that? 100%. That was like my biggest objection when I started. And I realized I didn't, I felt like I had the knowledge, but honestly, looking back, I didn't have all the knowledge that I probably needed. So this was 2008, 2009. So the bottom, I went and actually worked with a real estate attorney and did short sales and foreclosures with them. Right. So I split my commissions with them and I did bulk and that was what was in at the time. So I got so many of those deals, which was a lot of work, to be honest, all those short sales and foreclosures, and then got investors from that because of posting in Facebook groups. Well, actually, then I was posting on Craigslist. Any new short sale we got, I was posting on Craigslist. I'd answer my phone, every call, every text, but I was super annoying on social media. The most annoying horrible things that any social media guru would tell you like never, ever, ever do now I was doing, but I was so annoying. I I annoyed myself, but I think the consistency of it because I needed to get clients, right? Like I needed to get these sold. It wasn't just myself. Like I had to provide for other people that motivated me. So I think so many people are inside their own heads and thinking that they shouldn't post about this, that this isn't interesting, that I'm annoying and they don't, but being consistent in anything, anything you do, mailers, social media, podcasts, like that's, that's the secret is consistency. And I was consistent. Like be bored. Yeah. Be borderline annoying. Be consistent where people have no doubt what is Erica doing? Like they know, because then when it comes up, who do I know that does short sales? Well, I know Erica does. She tells me about it all the time. And then as a result, you get more of the deals. How do you get most of your listings? Um, Two parts. So we, uh, for the past two years have done a lot, a lot, a lot of mailers, um, but before that, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of videos. <laughs> yeah. So I was told by one of my first investors, who is a very brilliant man in marketing and said, it takes 13 touches before anybody even remembers your name. Yeah. So my whole thing is, how do I get in front of them 13 times? What's the quickest possible way, right? So we're doing video, we're doing mailers, and we're just consistent, 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 consistent. And we pixel everybody. So for eight years, I've been running digital ads. And I really, because I've stuck to my like 10 mile radius, my pixeled audience that I'm constantly retargeting, I feel like it's really good. (laughs) Really good. So I go to a grocery store, I go to the mall, I go wherever. They're saying, um, you're everywhere. I see you. I'm not really everywhere, you guys. You're just pixeled. All right, if you want to go back and hear the rest of that conversation, me and Erica had so much fun in that one. Remember to go back and listen to episode 991. 
Real Estate Rockstars, before this next commercial break, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for listening to the commercials that we put in here. This is how we're able to push the podcast to you. This is how we can make sure that we publish so much content and keep providing value. So here we go from one of our sponsors, Rent Ready. All right, guys, we got to be honest here. You've heard so many of the Rent Ready ads over the past really nine to 12 months as they've been one of our flagship sponsors for so much of the stuff that we're doing. You know, Rent Ready is a property management software, and we've told you about this truly working to elevate the entire renting experience for landlords and tenants. But this time, this isn't just a boring old podcast ad. I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to run this on, but it's not just to help you maintain and screen tenants and run leases. This podcast ad is actually a secret. So this month, Rent Ready is releasing a game-changing feature that will help you save a whole lot of time and headache when it comes to crunching numbers on your rentals. I don't even know what it is yet. They wanted me to start doing this and said, so while I can't share it yet, make sure that you stay tuned to the Rockstars podcast for that surprise reveal because we'll have it on good authority that Rent Ready will be letting our listeners know that once top secret feature is ready. So in the meantime, if you're looking to get started on Rent Ready's powerhouse of a platform, I use it for a lot of my stuff. Get signed up, save 50% off on any Rent Ready plan using our special code, Rockstar. 50. So that's 50% off any Rent Ready plan when you sign up using our code ROCKSTAR50 at RentReady.com. It's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com using the code ROCKSTAR50 for 50% off any of them. And again, listeners, I got to say, thank you for listening to our sponsor ads. And if you have any interest at all in trying you know, any property management software, we appreciate it when you go check out our sponsors, especially the ones where I'm telling you about it myself. Next up, State of the Market 82, bubble or boom. I got to talk to my good friend, Kelly Skevel again. I'm actually gonna see her at the Bigger Pockets Conference tomorrow. The, we talked about real estate investment. Again, bubble or boom conversation, weighing in on the news. Here we go, here's a few minutes of that one. It's funny, I did a poll on my Instagram today and I said, boom or bust. There was an article that came out that said, hey, right now, real estate agents are, you know, analysts are looking at the market and they are saying, we are not, our boomer bubble, I think is what, you know, it was like boomer bubble, boomer bust. Are we, are we going through, or are we about to turn the other way? And, and 95% of people that voted said it's a boom. It's going, you know, it's going strong. And everybody kind of gave me their city where they were at. And that was really interesting to get to hear and then hear from a few of the people that thought the other way. And, and even people that said, Hey, there's a slowdown right now. We're still feeling very strong about about prices because of inflation and things like that. Where do you fall on the boomer bust vote? Yeah, I'm definitely boom. I this is like this conversation. You must have this conversation like multiple times a day, right? Like I feel like everywhere I turn, this is the conversation. I, I definitely feel like it's a boom. So especially in our area too, we're very we're, we have two colleges. So we have Cornell University, Ithaca College, and then we have a community college too. So I wasn't an agent or an investor back with the first uh, with the 2008 crash. Um, but I've talked to agents who were, and they said, even with that, we were really well insulated from that. We didn't see a lot of uh, volatile movement and there was only a little bit, a couple of foreclosures. So I think we'd see the same here, but yeah, I don't, I don't, how, how could we be in a bubble when there's a, a lack of inventory to the extent that we're having? Yeah. It's uh, you just did your meetup. You called it like pints and properties, right? 
Yeah. Yep. So I actually reached out to Shelby Osborne. She is a real estate agent that's kicking butt in North Carolina. She's with eXp. She mm-hmm. was on Bigger Pockets. So she started this called Pints and Properties down there. And now she's, she like, if you reach out to her, she gives you basically like, this is how you do it. So she sent me the whole package on how to start it. I'd wanted to start when I wanted to really target um, investors. I wanted to be the authority in uh, multifamily here in my area. Um, and I felt like this was a good way to one, provide a lot of education for people who wanted to get started in real estate investing. We have a landlord's association, but um, you have to own a property to be a part of that. And they provide a lot of value and a lot of good information. But if you want to get started, there really wasn't anything here. There wasn't any kind of meetup for people to go and you know collaborate and network and learn more. So yeah, so I started this one. It's called Pints and Properties. It's a really relaxed um, atmosphere. We do like a 20 to 30 minute speaker. And then we're going to do like, like a deal deep dive. Somebody talk, either I can talk about a deal I've done, or I want to bring people on that talk about their deals. And then at the very end, I um, hand out the, a little worksheet with the numbers that I ran on what I think is the best investment property on the MLS that day. So yeah. That is cool. So the, I like that. So agents everywhere, you guys should be trying to become the authority in something. Right. Everybody talks about their niche, but being the authority where somebody says, this is who I go to for that question. All right. If you like that one, remember, go back and listen to the rest of State of the Market 82, my discussion with Kelly Skevel. Next up, here is an interesting interview. This was episode 992, Unconventional Sales Strategies by Don Wenner. You know, I had so many people reach out to me after this episode and ask me questions about his tactics and his success and whether they could work in his market. Here's just a few minutes of uh, Don Winner's interview. My math was one in every 51 doors I sold an alarm system to. One in every 51 doors that opened their door, I sold an alarm system to, right? So I just knocked on a lot of doors. I don't think I was that particularly good. I did come up with some some good strategies. So like example, nobody wants an alarm system, right? Like everybody knows they need it or thinks they should have it, but nobody wants to pay for it, right? So I started walking around with... uh, uh, an iPod, back when iPods were a thing in one hand, and a Nintendo Wii in the other hand. And I'd walk to people's doors and I'd say, hey, I'm part of ADT Special Promotions. And we have these last two giveaways here um, and for, for somebody who buys an alarm system today. So when I started doing that, people would buy a $2,000 all, all, you know, all-in cost for an alarm system you know, over payments, right, um, in order to get this $100, $200 gift today, right? So that, that was kind of realizing, wait, if I just give them something that they want, they'll, they'll buy something they need, right? And, and so did things like that, but wasn't particularly good, but, but mastered the door-to-door, you know, where it was, you know, you knock on the door and you say, hey, I don't want to security. We're having these special promotions. Let me come in and tell you about it. And you put your head down. You don't even let them talk and you stop your feet and walk in, right? You don't even let them give you a chance to say no, right? You learn the things to get in the door and, 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 uh, but, but you know, it was a lot of, knocking a lot of doors. Still, people didn't really want an alarm system, and even in 2006, 2005, people didn't really like people knocking on their door. But um, but it was it was a fun job for sure. Dude, that's fascinating. Give somebody something they want, and they'll buy something that they that they need, or that they, or something they need that they don't want. I just this is a while back, and you've done, gone through a few life changes since then. But what advice would you give yourself as that first year agent? You know, so I think the what what I would tell myself to do, which we did do pretty fast, but I probably would advise myself to do even faster is is attract great people within my my organization. So, um, and I and I think most real estate agents, you know, when I was you know, 
young in my career and, and you know, and, and young in age as well. Um, uh, you know, I, you know, we started doing like lots of short sales as an example. And, you know, in 2008, 2009, when you're doing all these short sales, I remember how many conversations I'd have with old agents and I, and I don't say it in any respectful way who would say, you know, what is this? Right. And well, it's, it's contingent upon this, the bank approving it. Right. No, my buyer is already pre-approved. What are you talking about? No, this is the seller's bank. The seller owes more than they were. You can't do that. I would talk to attorneys and they would tell you, you can't do this, right? Because we were, we were doing it before there was even a term for it. We were like, there's got to be a solution. Um, and I'd have so many agents. And, I, and, the, and the thing that I still joke about now that so many agents who'd been in this business forever would say to me is, you don't know what you're talking about. I've been doing this for 25 years, Right. And, I, and I'd always think to myself, I'd, I was usually too polite to say this, but I think, no, you haven't. You've been doing this for one year times 25 times, right? You've done the same thing for 25 years. You got one year's experience done 25 times, right? And most real estate agents never get beyond being a single agent um, doing the same thing, running around with home buyers, right? Year after year after year after year after year after year, right? So, um, you know, when I started doing this, this type of marketing and started having some success, I realized very quickly that, hey, I need some, I need some help. Um, and so I did what a lot of, I think, good agents at a Keller Williams do is you grab an unsuccessful agent out of the office and you say, Hey, come help me. Right. And, um, so I grabbed a, a young lady in my office and said, Hey, I, I'll give you a part-time job. By the end of the first week, she was working 60 hours a week. Three weeks later, I had two full-time assistants. Two months later after that, I had three. That took me about five, six months in the business to hire the first one. And then I had three quickly. And then about three, four months later, I hired two buyer's agents. And so by the end of the first year, I had five people. Um, but looking back, you know, as I've hired a lot of people, we have 450 full-time team members today. Um, every time I look back on my growth and say, I should have hired better talent faster, right? I shouldn't have hesitated. I, I shouldn't have waited. I should have done it uh, even, even faster. And uh, never, never, ever, ever been a point where we've made a, a hired a great person. We say, man, we shouldn't have hired a great person. We weren't ready for it yet, right? Um, uh, it's always going to bring value. All right, guys. And if you liked that one, be sure to go back and listen to the rest of episode 992. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners. This is a commercial break, but this is a quick commercial break for you guys. See, have any of you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Have any of you guys thought about launching a podcast that seemed overwhelming, didn't quite know what to do? You know, something that we're thinking about launching right now or something that we're, you're starting to launch right now, I don't know how many people we're going to help with is we want to find listeners like you that want to launch their own podcast. Seems a little bit overwhelming on what to do next. And we're going to start a service where we're going to help you guys figure out how to schedule your podcast, how to do the interviews. Our backend team will do everything that we do for the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. We will edit the show for you. We will publish it. We will help you with your social media and your images to really grow it. So I think our plan right now is you know three or four podcasts a month for up to three or four podcasts a month. The cost will be between 500 bucks and a thousand bucks a month to help you guys publish and launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, be sure to reach out to us. Go find me on Instagram. Send me a message on there. It's at Aaron Muchistake. All right, back to the podcast. Next up, our last podcast for the month of September. This is episode 993, Why One-Dimensional Agents Will Never Get Ahead. This is with Matt Chick and Jeremy Fuse. Now, this conversation was super, super fun and super funny. During it, we talked about everything. There was a few minutes when I actually left to go deal with somebody at my house and I let them stay on the mic and they interviewed uh, other people on their team, other people in their office. Let's see if you guys like this one. Here's a few minutes of that one. 
like the one advice I would give you is like be prepared to work. And so when you come from a nine to five or you come from a regular job, like you, you get paid to, to be there, to punch the clock, right? If you don't work in real estate, you're not getting paid. And if you sleep in and you start at 11 a.m. and you go home at three o'clock, like you aren't getting paid, I promise you, right? I mean, you need to put in the work, especially that first 12 months, because this job is difficult. And it takes you two, three, four months to really figure out why time blocking is important, why lead generation is important. How do you actually convert a lead? How, how do you answer questions certain people will ask you? And when you think about it, when you're in school or you first get out of it and you start role-playing with other people in your office or whatever you're doing, you think you're going to be able to have these conversations very simply, very easy until they ask you like really tough questions. Hey, I have a buddy that will charge me 4% to list my house. Why would I pay you six? How do you overcome that? Right. And so really putting in the work, especially your first 12 months, like it, it is a seven day a week job in my eyes. And that's what I did to make it, to make it a success was I was out there. I was out there working and I found people to partner with like Matt, who could actually um, like push me and motivate me to do the things that I wanted to achieve. And it's not about, it's not about selling a thousand houses for me. It's about building a lifestyle that I wanted to live, but you have to actually, like we always say, money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys you options. And so if, if I, if I were to make the money that I wanted to make, I would have the options to live lifestyle I wanted. And so having someone like a Matt or like someone else, a mentor or um, a team to help push you into the direction that you want to go was huge for me. But the number one thing is just be ready to work. It's not like what you see on HGTV. I promise you that, you know, or like right now, a lot of people are saying, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. I see you're a big success. How do I do it? The first thing I do is go, are you sure you want to get into it? Right. I don't try to recruit them. I don't, I, I try to scare them off because it's tough. Right. Like I know what I sacrificed. I know what I gave to this business. And it's difficult. It's not for the weak of mind. I love that. Tell me about your it was it was apparent my first year in real estate that you have you can't be one dimensional. Like if you're not if you're not an agent thinking about how should I invest for myself, how can I uh, offer other options across the kitchen kitchen table, and all you're doing is offering, you know, here I can help you list or I can help you buy or I can help you invest in your own real estate, and you're just chasing uh, commission dollars. I, I you're 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 missing the game. You know, I we were, I was at an event. We we're speaking with a gentleman named Steve Valentine, good friend of mine. Flipped over a thousand homes in the last fifty. 15 years. And he talked about real estate agents work for tips, right? So we go out, we do a commission, we get a tip and we're done. But if you're across the kitchen table, you should be asking yourself, should I buy this house? And if I should, if I can buy this house and should I buy this house, what is my exit strategy on the house? So what we've done is we've, we've, our, our listing presentation gives our, give our sellers uh, all the options and the way to sell. They could sell retail. They could sell with a hedge fund. They could sell uh, with us buying as a fix and flipper we could do a sub two. So we try to give them all the options across the kitchen table that we let them decide. And depending on the condition of the house and depending on what the owner wants, uh, you know, depending on the lane that they picked. Now I would say 80% of the time they're picking retail. They want to get the most amount of money. But 20, 20 to 25% of the time, they're picking convenience. And, and, and anybody that says that, you know, that's not your fiduciary or whatever, I, I call BS to it because Open Door, OfferPad, Zillow, they have all shown us people will leave money on the table for convenience. Yeah. The question is, are you really offering your client all, are you offering them all the options that they actually have at, the, at, their, at their fingertips to actually dispose of their property, what they want to do? So we just go in and say, okay, what's the best solution? How do we, you know, what are we really trying to accomplish and what does it want you to do? And 20% of the time we end up buying in the house. 
How do you get your leads? Uh, if you break up the team as a whole, 75% of our team's business comes from their sphere of influence. The other 25 are going to come from our legion efforts. So that's going to be open houses. That's going to be door knocking, cold calling. Um, we do some stuff with Op City. We don't do any Zillow stuff. We do some purchase leads, stuff like that, Facebook. And all those are about 25 to 30% of our business. You know, 70 to 75% of our business is still out there, belly to belly across the kitchen table with people that we know that we build relationships with. And same thing in the investment space. If we would ask what my number one legion source why are you laughing? Because I'm talking. No, no, fuck. <laughs> you just go. I just go. I get so excited, man. Matthew, he, he asked how you were doing today. <laughs> I just get like so you, excited you because nobody's talking about it. You can't even get a word. Nobody in. talks about it. Everybody's one dimensional. Everybody's talking about, let's just go help as many people as we can. But everybody's leaving the real estate agent behind. The agent has the opportunity. So how do we make sure that everybody's in this industry actually going to be successful themselves and not just go help a bunch of clients be successful? That clip is going to be the headline for one of my new companies. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, small royalty, small royalty. I, I smile royalty. I'm going to, I'm going to, now I'm trying to figure out where we work. All right. And remember, if you guys want to go here, the rest of that one, that was episode 993. And that's a wrap. You know, when I say, episode 993 that means that by before the month of october is over we are going to hit episode 1000 we're going to hit episode 1000 with the real estate rockstars podcast plus we've also done you know almost 100 state of the market interviews so the uh man we have had so much fun getting you guys so much content but i'll definitely have to figure out some way to celebrate episode 1000 i'll find a special guest out there to get on the show and if you guys know of a special guest that would really be the best person for me to have on the show for episode 1000 please reach out to me please send me a message and let me know as always real estate rock stars thanks for listening have a good rest of october all right real estate rock stars this is aaron muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing how to negotiate deals you know how to become an investor all sorts of different stuff rebusuniversity.com and if you want to chat with me go find me on instagram if you come find me on instagram you can send me messages tell me what you want to hear tell me what you liked what you didn't like we try to put a bunch of content out there too you can find me in two different places it's at rerockstars.com for our real estate rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com 
for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.